Thank you for listening today on Podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Feel free to check us out at podcastwithpastorlarry.com. In just a moment, Pastor Larry will be teaching us a constant truth from God's Word to help us in this always changing world. You can always find more teaching with Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number four, others. That would be Freedom Church for others. Now, let's get to learning the Bible to live the Bible with Pastor Larry. Hey, good afternoon, folks. This is Pastor Larry with Freedom Ministries. Hope that you're doing well. And thanks for joining me today. Maybe you're on Facebook right now, or you're catching this at a later time. Thanks for being a part of this Bible study. If you're on Facebook, this is part 34. If you're listening in on the podcast at podcastwithpastorlarry.com, this will be episode 34. We've been studying the whole subject matter of living the Christ life. And at the moment, we are learning to walk through and learn of growing a great faith. As a Christian, is this even possible? Well, Jesus talks about this and actually mentions a few phrases, and in comparison, mentions great faith and little faith. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. Thanks again for being a part of this. You still have time to like, share, and subscribe to Facebook, or you can set your notifications on. That would be wonderful, as well as if you're on the podcast with me at podcastwithpastorlarry.com, you can also make sure that you subscribe to that. It's free, and this will really help um, not only for you to stay current every time something gets uploaded, but also it's a great way to remind you to share that with others, or if it's not on the specific podcast area or platform that I use, really this is available on any of the podcast platforms where you normally get your podcast from. You know, folks, there are a lot of people being affected by Ian, the storm that is really wreaking havoc in the Florida area. I hope that you're taking time to pray for them. And I'm not sure where you are or where you live, but even up here in Virginia, we're going to have some effects, uh, possibly uh, a lot of rainfall and heavy winds, but nothing like they're experiencing in the southern regions and even north part of Florida. So be praying for those individuals, families that are being impacted and praying that uh, those areas get help very quickly and that power will be restored to these areas and these people's livelihoods. We pray that no loss of life will take place and I am sure there'll be damage and things like that. And yes, the as people will say, things can be replaced. That's true. But our heart still goes out to them. Having lived in Florida for many years, I experienced those hurricanes. And so our thoughts and prayers are with all of those that are being affected by the storm, Ian, currently, and those that uh, are out there in the sea waiting uh, to develop. And so our thoughts and prayers are with all of you. And so I pray and trust that you are thinking of those that are going to be affected by this storm. 
today. Let's get to our study. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 8 again. So maybe you want to find that in your Bible. Matthew chapter 8, we're going to read through this context again so we can understand what Jesus is saying. But we all know that as a believer today, as a person who has put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, God expects us, right, to grow something. What is it? It's our faith. And according to the scriptures in 2 Thessalonians 1.3, it really is our responsibility to grow our faith. And I want to remind you what I said on Tuesday, if you were able to catch that, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Through faith, we overcome the world. And through faith, we even overcome Satan. And through faith, according to Romans Chapter 14, verse 23, we overcome sin. So now let's go back to Matthew chapter 8, and I hope that you'll join me there. And if you're not able to, listen to this narrative as Jesus is giving the contrast of individuals that showed great faith and some that showed little faith. Again, in Matthew chapter 8, uh, Jesus encounters a centurion, a soldier, a man that's over a lot of individuals. And listen to this story as it unfolds once again. The centurion comes to Jesus, and in verse 5, he says, A centurion came to Jesus entreating him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home sick with paralysis, terribly tormented. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only and my servant will be healed. Verse 9, for I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And then he goes to explain how they respond to him. So obviously he's just letting Jesus know who he is and that um, there are a lot of individuals who actually respond and act accordingly to his authority. Now, interestingly, Jesus says this in verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he was amazed and said to those who followed, Truly I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, no, not in Israel. And then in the same chapter, speaking of faith here, in verses 23 through 27, we find a complete different story or outcome. Both end well, but the process of getting there was not based on Jesus's lack of ability. No, Jesus still proved himself powerful, faithful, and good. But he also points out where the faith was lying. In verse 23, we find a storm happening out at sea. Jesus is on a boat with other men. Then he entered the boat, Jesus, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a great storm arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with waves, but we find Jesus asleep, the Bible says. Verse 25, his disciples went to him, and they woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. 
Jesus replies, as he did to that centurion, but with different words here. Jesus replies and says, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? So, regardless of where your faith is today, I want to encourage you that every one of us can grow a great faith. This is God's desire for us. And actually, it's an expectation of His. So when it comes to living the Christ life, how do you and I grow a great faith, even maybe when we find ourselves maybe like the disciples here of little faith? Well, first of all, if I can remind you from Tuesday, we do it by focusing on Christ instead of our circumstances. You know, the truth is, everyone at time at times experiences hard circumstances, very difficult, even so much that we are lost with without answers. We have more questions than we do answers, and that is true. But the point is, where is our focus? Is it on the circumstances? Is it on our surroundings? Or is it on Christ? See, in Matthew chapter 8, you have two people or two groups that encountered adverse circumstances, both facing a daunting okay, outcome. They were in a trial. And the satyrian was said to have great faith, but the disciples were said to have little faith. And so it's important for us to understand that the outcome was good, but there was a different focus here. The centurion focused on Christ and his abilities and the faith that he had in him. The disciples focused only on their circumstances, and they were filled with fear. You know, this was the key to Paul's life, not fear, but faith and growing his faith. I want us to listen to these verses, and they come from Philippians, if we can listen to these or look these up together. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible says, Paul, talking about his life and the adversity that he has faced in his life, and he faced an unsurmountable amount of trials and difficult circumstances, if you know about the life of the Apostle Paul. He says in in Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press forward. That gives the indication that he had to literally gear himself up, push forward, And it was against the tide, if you will. Not everything was perfect in the Apostle Paul's life, but he was focused on Christ. He said, I'm going to press forward. I'm going to keep going. Why? Because my goal is Jesus Christ. He is my focus. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, listen to this verse. But our citizenship is in heaven from where also we await for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is he saying? My focus is on Jesus. Yeah, everything down here isn't good. But I do have a better and best day yet to come. And then in Philippians 4.13, I bet you're familiar with this verse. 
what does he say? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Let me repeat that. I can do all things. That's a great verse, but the key in that verse isn't what we can do. And we must realize where the strength and where the power comes from. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which what? Strengthens us. So when it comes to living the Christ life and growing a great faith, number one, make sure your focus is on Christ and not your circumstances. But number two, let's get to something new now. Number two, how do we grow a great faith? Well, by truly believing God's promises to you. Yes, by really trusting Him, by fully trusting His promises to you. An example, if I was to personally say, I'm going to give each of you a million dollars after this broadcast, well, I doubt that any of you are going to believe that. Why? Because I don't have that to give you. So my promise is void. My promise is of no effect. It's no good. Now, I can say those words. As a matter of fact, anybody could say those words, but they're no good. And you're not going to believe it. Why? Because you know and understand that you can't promise something you don't have. Well, when God makes a promise, number one, it's because he can, and number two, he always fulfills his promises. You know, if I was to promise to take you after this lunch or after this lunch with Pastor actually out to lunch, now you probably could believe that. That is believable because that may be affordable. But giving everyone a million dollars? No. And what is the point? The point is a promise is really only as good as the one who makes the promise, right? And their ability to fulfill it. It is one thing to say it, but it's another thing to fulfill it. I have in front of me, and maybe you have in front of you, or at least in your possession somewhere, a Bible. The Bible is called God's Word. Now, it doesn't just contain the Word of God. It is the Word of God. It is inerrant. It is infallible. It's absolutely perfect, and it's 100% pure. There are no mistakes, and there are no errors. Why? Because God doesn't make mistakes. Now, what's interesting is, let's validate that through the Scriptures. Second Timothy, you might know where this is going. Second Timothy 3, 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That word inspiration means God breathed. So who spoke it? Who gave it? God. So all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. Okay, that means there's a benefit. That means there is goodness. 
what is it good for? Paul tells us, it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Yes, it's good for doctrine. What is doctrine? What is being taught? It is good for reproof. It is good for correction. I not only need to know what I'm doing wrong, I need to know how to get it right. And the Word of God does that. And all throughout Scripture, the Word of God, it pulsates with His divine life. That is why it's important for you and I to be in the Word of God. See, God has made promises to you and to me in His Word. Okay? Many times people make promises and they don't keep them. But God is completely faithful, isn't He? He always, again, keeps His promises. And of course, though, you must rightly divide God's Word as you study it, and you've got to ask yourself a few good questions. Who is God making this promise to? Is it to a specific person? Is it to a specific nation like Israel or the church of uh, God? Or is it to the body of Christ for today? You know, if I was to write you a note with a promise to take you out to eat for lunch, and someone else reads the note, so I send you a text, and someone reads the text, it opens up or it shows up on the face of your phone, and someone reads that, and they take that and they stand on that. So this person, he or she goes, oh man, I can't wait to go to lunch. Well, actually... That promise wasn't written to them. That promise was written to you. And so they can stand on that promise all day long, but it's not going to do them any good. Why? It wasn't written or given directly to them. But if you want great faith, I would encourage you. Here's something very important. Study out and read and listen to the 13 books of the Apostle Paul. After all, he is our apostle for today, for the church today. He wrote to us, the church. Yes, many of those letters are directly to the church. And you can read those many promises that God has for you and I today. God's Word, here's a key thought, God's Word will work in you as His Word is received by you. Yes, let me say that again. God's Word will work in you as it is received by you. Let's look up a few verses and listen to these verses. The first one's going to come from 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. For this reason, Paul said, we thank God without ceasing, because when you received the Word of God, yes, we received it, which you heard from us. You received it not as the word of men, but as it is truly the word of God, which effectually, powerfully works also in you who believe. Man, I love that. I love the thought of knowing when I receive God's word, it's going to work in me. This is how powerful God's word is. I believe it, and I trust it by faith. How about 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, 
verse 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brothers, at his fitting, because your faith is growing abundantly. And the love of every one of you abounds toward each other. This is a wonderful verse as well. What's growing? Our faith. How are we growing our faith? By trusting in God and his word. That's how. Yes, our focus is on Christ and not our circumstances. Our main focus is on him. Doesn't mean we ignore things around us. But secondly, yeah, we're going to make sure that we're trusting God's promises and that we're receiving God's promises. Now, let's go back to Matthew chapter 8. Let's go back to our main text for today. In Matthew chapter 8, or I should say this study, in Matthew chapter 8, what we find again in verses 5 through 10 is this centurion, right? He comes to Jesus and says, hey, I've got a friend, someone who works for me, who is utterly sick. They are terribly, the centurion says, tormented. Now, what we find is that this man is not sitting at home, right, biting his nails. He's not wringing his hands, even though he's going through a trial. He's not doing that. What is he doing? The Bible lets us know in Matthew 8, he goes directly and straight to Jesus. And what does he do? He receives the word of Jesus because verse 7 says, Jesus said, I will come and heal him. This man believed it. This man believed that Jesus was going to do what he said he was going to do. And then Jesus commends him based on his faith. He believed him utterly. He believed him completely. And Jesus commented on that. What did he say? I have not found such great faith, not even all of Israel. But many times, instead of believing God's promises, we end up doing the opposite. What is that? We start reasoning. We, we start doubting it. We start trying to excuse it. Or we start to not have the faith that God will do what he said he will do. I want to go to Matthew 16 and listen to verses 6 through 8. Then Jesus said to them, he's talking to Pharisees and Sadducees here, Take heed and beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees. He's speaking to his disciples and how the Pharisees and Sadducees act. So he says, beware of what they do. And then verse 7 of Matthew 16 He says, they reason among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. But when Jesus perceived it, he said of them, talking about the Pharisees and Sadducees, O you of little faith, why reason among yourselves that it is because you have brought no bread? It's interesting here, they were focused on the circumstances. They were focused on ritualistic things. They were focused on what they had or didn't have and how others were responding. They were focused more on what others were doing instead of paying attention to Jesus and on his goodness and who he was. 
And Jesus said again to them, O you of little faith. See, when we begin reasoning, right, about something that we should believe, this is a warning signal. So how about you? Are you really trusting the Lord to bring you through and take care of you in all matters? Or are you still somewhat leaning on your own understanding? We are so capable of doing that, and we've all done it, right? And I think this is the warning. And this is why Jesus is doing his best to teach us in the scriptures of how to grow a great faith. See, faith doesn't reason with God's promises. Faith trusts and obeys God's promises. Just as a parent tries to get their child, their children, even no matter how old they are, to trust the advice or wisdom that the parent is giving them. Sometimes we begin and find ourselves over-explaining a lot of things, don't we? What are we trying to get them to do? To fully trust us. Yes, and it's hard. Because if you could remember when you were a kid, you didn't understand what your parents were telling you. You didn't. You were trying to reason out why they were saying this or doing this or why they said no to something or why they were keeping you away from maybe a certain group or a certain event or whatever the case may be. You know what you as a parent were desiring for your kids to do? To trust your wisdom. To trust that you knew what was best for them. You know what I have found as I've grown older? That I should have put more trust in what my parents were saying. Trusting them, even when I didn't understand what they were telling me. I was trying to figure it out on my own. In other words, I was truly trying to rely on my own sufficiency, my own wisdom, my own knowledge, right? That didn't work out. This is exactly what God is trying to get us to do. Yes, even when we don't understand the circumstances or the problem we're in, or what we're facing, or our surroundings. That's really not the focus, is is it? No, our focus should be on Christ and not of circumstances, but the end result should be, I trust what God is doing in my life. I don't understand everything, nor should I. I'm not God. My ways are not His ways, and neither are yours. But at the end of it all, I know he is good, and I know that he wants the best for me, and I don't even know what that is for me, but he does, and he wants the best for me. And as one person said to me, and it's such a great thought, do I want what I want, or do I want what's best? Do I want what I want, or do I want God's best? I want God's best for me. Well, then where does that leave me? I got to learn to grow a great faith, continuing to add to my faith, right? Adding to that, studying his word, believing in his promises. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for being a part of this 
Keep trusting. Keep relying and resting and abiding in the goodness of our God and His Word. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for being a part of this. Stay safe. Don't forget to pray for all of those who are being affected by the storm Ian. God bless you. Take care. You are loved and you are prayed for. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us today for podcast with Pastor Larry. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Connect with Pastor Larry at podcastwithpastorlarry.com to hear weekly biblical teaching. You can always find more teaching of Pastor Larry at Freedom Ministries through our Facebook page at Freedom in Virginia or on our YouTube channel at Freedom Church for, that's the number for others. That would be Freedom Church for others. This is a listener-supported podcast. Feel free to partner with us to further our reach of the gospel to the world. If you feel led to give, please log on to PastorLarry.org. Again, thanks for connecting to podcast with Pastor Larry.